Namaskar. Hello and welcome to P Guru's channel. I'm your host Sri Ayer. I have with me Major Madan Kumar and he's going to give us an update on the fast moving developments in both Sri Lanka and Pakistan. For those who may have not heard, the entire cabinet of the Sri Lankan government has just submitted its resignation and we are also seeing that some of the Rajapaksa family people are not happy with the uh, social media restrictions being put in place. So let's get a latest update from Major. Major Madan Kumar, Namaskar and welcome to P Guru's channel. Namaskaram sir. Thank you so much, Jain. Jain to you. And uh, what is happening in Sri Lanka, Major? And then we will talk about Pakistan. Uh, Sri Lanka has been, uh, things has been uh, very pretty fast. It's been deteriorating now. In the sense, uh, they have gone for a complete uh, curfew. They've uh, invoked uh, emergency, emergency, emergency. Right. and then subsequently, uh, yesterday they blacked out their social media, all uh, social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, WhatsApp, so and so. And uh, but that uh, today is a world of VPN, so all the Lankans uh, have got used the VPN, and they've been continuously tweeting. They're on social media. They're sharing their anguish. So that's been going on for uh, quite some time now. And uh, yesterday evening, the, it was said that uh, Mahinda Rajapaksa, the Prime Minister, uh, has offered his resignation. But immediately, the party spokesperson came on board and said, uh, no, that's the wrong news. And uh, by yesterday night, we get to hear that the entire cabinet of uh, uh, the Rajapaksa's government has resigned. But the question is, uh, the resignation is fine. The president, uh, Kotabaya, has to... Uh, acknowledge and agree for the resignation that hasn't been done uh, till now so they want to move for a caretaker government interim government we would say uh, which would all likely comprise their uh, with their uh, opposition parties but people are in no mood to uh, take this the protest has been uh, on streets there's been uh, 10 to 12 hour of uh, power cut a day uh, there is literally they're running out of uh, fuel, essential food supplies, uh, cooking gases, and literally it's the country has come to a standstill now. The how far and how long this can sustain is a question. In the interim, India has held them with around forty thousand uh, metric tons of diesel and food products and essential uh, medicines, but that's going to fix the gap for maybe in uh, another few days, uh, considering the size of the country, two point two million uh, people. It's going to 22 million people is going to take uh, it's, it's going to take a lot of time for them to recover from this. So they are uh, speaking about an IMF bailout. So what is uh, politically happening is the ruling party, uh, which is headed by the brothers, uh, Kothabaya, the president and uh, Mahindra Rajapaksa, the prime minister, have been putting the blame on the price rise. If you see the sequence of events uh, initially when it started five, six months before, they said uh, it's the traders who are holding the food products, imported food products. And they appointed, uh, I think, a brigadier or a mage general uh, who was in the army, uh, who went on and uh, raided all the godowns of uh, these importers who import food uh, products and uh, for the delivery to their uh, citizens. Now, when that happened, the blame was on the traders, uh, the greediness of the traders and so and so. But that didn't last for long. Even after the raids and all these things are happening, uh, when the government literally took over the control of uh, essential uh, distribution of these uh, commodities, uh, then after the situation didn't turn. 
and then later on it, it further got deteriorated uh, they said grow your own food that was the second thing yes we have a shortage of food we agree to it now the traders are not the culprits yes we have a genuine shortage of food we don't have uh, that much of forex so please grow your own food i mean growing own food is it's it's for a city like colombo it's not possible uh, outside in the villages it's it's fine but how much of vegetables can you grow can you grow your pulses and cereals it's it's not possible so that was going on for some time and later uh, there was an emotional speech by uh, the president kotabaya who went on record and said uh, i take complete responsibility of what has happened Uh, this should not have happened don't worry we will stay strong and uh, we are in touch with uh, countries like india japan china and we are also speaking to imf we will soon get a bailout and things will be normal now is a situation where the political leadership is just not able to control the anger of the people and the anger of the people mean it's not uh, the singalese who majorityly oh, i think 90% plus singalese voted for uh, rajapaksas so it is not about a singalese population it is singalese it's tamils uh, and it's also the muslims so all the three major uh, communities there they all have gone on streets they all have gone on protest they have been fighting against the government so they very frequently we get to see hear a word called hora 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 is nothing but thief so they calling their president as thief now uh, strategically they want to do they want to do a tactical move one of the rajapaksas has to be uh, the scapegoat one Take has to fall yeah, yeah yeah so it is either uh, kotabaya or mahindra rajapakse in this sense uh, mahindra Raj, mahindra rajapakse offering his resignation he is the mass leader uh, kotabaya is more a, a guy who has come from a strategic background who was in defense earlier so they want to sacrifice uh, possibly uh, mahinda who would in turn put the blame that this is not has happened uh, because of us in the last two years because since 2004 the rule has been mismanaged people went on uh, loan spree uh, reckless spending on uh, infra projects which is not going to yield any short term returns so we are going to kind of uh, sacrifice this will face elections nevertheless they want to lose this election but they want to keep the relevance that's a political uh, move they are doing but beyond this i don't think so people are going to uh, agree any sort of uh, the singalese spread or uh, the influence of buddhist monks yesterday i happened to see one of a buddhist monk a very very influential uh, buddhist monk uh, who is based out of colombo now he says that he is kind of given up on uh, this thing so the, even the buddhist monk which is a very very powerful lord they are distancing themselves from the current uh, government so that's a kind of scenario which is happening now uh, luckily uh, they haven't had a bloodshed it it all this protest has leading into leading into injuries people are getting injured they're getting arrested and they're getting released but there not been any fatal incidences uh, for god forbid if something of that sort happens this is going to uh, flare out into its uh, next uh, worst level surprisingly none of the sri lankan media which has been totally controlled by the rajapaksa's family none of the sri lankan media and indian media also showed uh, the protest which is happening in north especially in uh, jaffna yalpanam But thousands of students scores and scores of students are uh, protesting outside the universities uh, they have uh, hoisted black flag in the respective houses they have been protesting uh, democratically but the anger is uh, and the sentiments of people is very 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 high and i don't know how long this government is going to survive uh, in the current format um, major madhar kumar 
their main industry is tourism and of course exports of some goods like tea and and so on and so forth has tourism returned to sri lanka uh so tourism cannot recover at this point of time if you see uh, the people have just started traveling and uh, almost all the countries have faced a very very tight situation uh, economically uh, emotionally uh, financially uh, in their respective lives uh, now if you see look at the tourist population especially uh, tourism is one of the main industry of uh, lanka but if you see the if you if you delve into the next level of tourism uh, it's into the details of it it's mostly the russian and the ukrainian tourists who come there almost 60% of them i see i see so the russians and the ukrainians they you know to avoid the peak winters they come here uh, they spend some time 3 to 4 months they come to goa they come to uh, uh, thailand and uh, the sri lanka is supposedly a slightly premium uh, tourist destination for russians and ukrainians now for unfortunately this both the countries are in war now so there is no way uh, they're going to uh, see the, these tourists in the near future they also have scores of chinese uh, tourists coming in that has also been considerably stopped a couple of my friends in sri lanka they said they always welcome uh, their order of priority in terms of tourists uh, tourists coming in is uh, basically the russians and uh, ukrainians and the eastern europeans uh, followed by indians and then by chinese because chinese are uh, they do a tight packed uh, bootstrap tour they don't tip they don't spend that much so it's a very very uh, and that doesn't uh, get that much of revenue visa is a european or a russian tourist so that is not going to happen in uh, near future and even if they have their infrastructure ready like tourism industry any hotel you see the fixed cost the, the total operating cost versus the fixed cost the fixed cost is very very high uh, so we cannot expect uh, a tourism bounce back or a recovery or a very mild recovery in tourism at least for next uh, year or so 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 from what i am understanding the sri lankan economy it is a net food importer and for importing food you need foreign exchange and for needing foreign exchange you need tourism so therefore printing notes is not going to help sri lanka solve this problem am i reading it right definitely they have done more harm to their economy by printing more currencies which has led into a huge retail inflation as we speak the inflation if i correctly remember it's around 21% uh, retail inflation now and that's going to make people bleed it's like you know the indonesia prints it hurts uh, everyone correct yeah it hurts everyone so they have printed currencies uh, th- that's not going to help them unless or until you have a gold reserve where the central bank can uh, come and uh, influence or interfere in the economy uh, that's not going to happen their forex reserves are almost nil now they don't have any money uh, they don't have any gold reserve so three things which drives their economy number one is tourism number two is the textile exports to uh, europe and third is uh, the exports of spices uh, tea and uh, tea and so on and and so on so the allied products so three things uh, the first one tourism was messed up by covid uh, no government can do much about it uh, they should have diversified uh, the tourism maybe something like a medical tourism or even ayurveda they didn't do it so that's not uh, we can partly blame the government they should have interfered but they haven't done it secondly on the textiles in the textiles what what happened is uh, they have a, a tax offs with uh, europe so a chunk of textile exports uh, from india went into sri lanka because of the tax difference uh, which europe offered 
now that was stopped for a brief period of time uh, why because of the war crimes they have done in 2009 so every time it comes up in the un council and the international court of justice and the resolutions comes in britain always votes against uh, sri lanka the europe uh, is in favor of uh, the tamil uh, there so we have a very very solid diaspora in uh, europe so that also suffered and they uh, they couldn't do it and the last nail which they axed themselves uh, by none other than mahindra rajapaksa was uh, he gave a very famous speech last year in uh, un that we are the first country we are going to go completely organic and uh, we are going to have a sustained agriculture we are not going to use fertilizers we are not going to use pesticides learn from us now after he went back he had put a ban on import of uh, chemical fertilizers basically urea and dap and he also banned uh, import of uh, the pesticides the key pesticides by then the reap was already there their uh, the, the transition of uh, from non organic uh, to organic it takes around 3 to 5 years by any standards so what he thought was that we will premiumize this we will i'll make the complete uh, country organic and then i'll uh, demand a premium in the european and uh, Uh, the us markets but that takes lot of uh, time to implement it they didn't read it right so they did it and they messed up their entire agricultural output so the agricultural export also came down especially the spices and condiments and because the population is stable they're going to import uh, rice wheat and uh, predominantly rice and cereals pulses and cereals so that has effectively put them into a place uh, where they are now and another thing if you see wherever they have been uh, taking loans it is all crazy infrastructure projects like look at port cities it's like uh, you reclaim the sea then the chinese investments are there uh, they build castles they want that to be a dubai uh, 2.0 uh, in the indian ocean region but if you look at the uh, dubai dubai is still not filled it still has some more potential to accommodate uh, trade and uh, industries now they have a second city sister city coming up with lot of infrastructure they have the money to emirates has money to build it now if you look at uh, singapore they are also coming up with the second uh, version of their uh, port city malaysia is also building up uh, the forest city the very very uh, famous forest city where you try you uh, run a corporate office in the middle of a forest with, with a kind of ecosystem and so but the demand side is less Uh, hardly any country is posting a double digit uh, gdp anywhere in the last uh, couple of years now where is the demand who will come and establish those offices who is going to disinvest from some other market come and put it in the sri lankan market so everything which they have done in terms of uh, the fancy infrastructure was more focused on south and parts of west what they have ignored completely is north and east which is the place where they would have actually seen the real growth in terms of uh, agriculture and allied industries in fishing marine and so on so there they have completely messed it up because out there they saw that as a tamil area the mindset is still not uh, changed they haven't come to a place where they could say that this is a government of sri lanka which is uh, includes the tamil elements uh, the muslims and the singalese they have com- completely dominated that area that area was cut off there is hardly any development there uh, most of the temples uh, this closed down to t- uh, 7000 or temples which is there has been completely ruined and uh, most of the places where they didn't want people to access or they want to stall the infrastructure they call it as a military area 
so it's it's it comes into a protected area where normal civilians cannot enter so they are coupled with all these factors they are paying a price uh, right now uh, major madan uh, india is giving some money uh, i think 1 billion uh, credit or something of that nature uh, can india help in terms of giving them good food like for example rice wheat and and even i think we are giving petroleum and diesel and so on and so forth uh, is a kind kind of a uh, you know aid better because why i say that is then india can direct it in areas where we it feels that there perhaps was a shortfall that is what uh, you mentioned right now like north and the east india can say look we will send it by ship and we will send it to all these different ports and and if there is a way we can we can even help in distributing it to every house like the way india did it in uh, covid time uh, it can be done that way because what happens is there is no perception that somebody is being chosen as a favorite over somebody is being favored over somebody else yes sir absolutely the impl- the problem is with the uh, last mile connectivity when yes. a country like india helps them right majorly majorly it goes to the colombo port the ship gets docked like yesterday uh, a ship with uh, 40000 uh, metric ton of diesel and uh, food products like uh, they are predominantly uh, rice eaters it's mm. 80% plus population is on rice so uh, we have been giving them uh, good quality wheat and uh, very reasonable uh, uh, rice and uh, the basic pulses and cereals the proteins and the carbohydrates basically Mm. but what is happening is the distribution the public distribution system the pds effectively lies with the state government with with the with the sri lankan government there and all the areas in north and east the provinces where uh, tamils live sizably they have been uh, managed by their uh, provincial governors now that's where the thing comes in the allot allotment even when we see india we saw the politics what happened in uh, during the covid vaccination Oh yes, oh yes. So they, 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 people made it. Famous for that. Uh, yeah, one state is getting more, and Tamil Nadu is getting less, and Kerala is getting more, and vice versa. You know, all this politics is going on. Similarly, that is uh, happening currently. But what is also happening is one of their opposition MP. I'm forgetting his name. He went on record yesterday. He said India is giving all this with a very shrewd intention. this is the words he has used india is giving us all this but with a very uh, hidden with it's, it's not transparent it's hidden why because this credit line has been extended only for a an year and india very much knows that uh, sri lanka cannot pay back in a year and once they default then india is going to drive its agenda now that's another perception which has been uh, done by them this is predominantly done by those mps uh, and the political outfits which are basically uh, chinese aligned and chinese oriented now china has done nothing there's no news about china uh, there's no aid from china much bigger economy than india five times bigger they are not done anything but they have been uh, instigating the protest they have been uh, instigating their mps like when a country comes and helps you gives you some credit line it's always given credit lines are always given for a year and after a year it's it's a interest free one it's a credit so i give you rise and uh, this thing so it's on credit you can you need to pay me back after a year if you are not able to pay back for whatsoever reasons then the concerned country extends it for a period of 6 months or 1 year or so and so now this is the perception which they are trying to build but unfortunately people are not trying to take it 
uh, one of my very close friend uh, who works at the textile industry he was there in sri lanka two days before he was there for uh, 15 days uh, i could go on record and say that you know we have realized what real democracy means we are uh, proud and we are happy about uh, the way your government has been functioning especially especially your prime minister you please take the entire rajapaksa family with you and you give us some good leaders quote unquote this i can get the person on board and uh, <laughs> make him quote this because he has been in sri lanka he often visits there for his uh, business reasons so that's the kind of sentiments uh, which they have seen and even in social media all the lankans uh, be, be it singalese or be it anybody they are clearly seeing that you know this is uh, where the thing is uh, has gone wrong our leaders are clueless they are thieves they just focused on their own family uh, fight ஜபக்சாஸ்ரோல்ஸ்ரோல்ஸ்ரோல்ஸ்ரோல்ஸ்ரோல்ஸ்ரோல்ஸ்ரோல்ஸ்ரோல்ஸ்ரோல்ஸ
for more than what you can actually uh, do your entire uh, budget it's it's almost 58% of it if this continues and if we don't curtail it if we assume uh, one of the state for an example to be a country to be an independent country uh, they are in the same state what lanka is now it is because that we are a larger country we are united uh, somewhere it is getting balanced i think it's now a wake up call for all of us uh, to actually see this that we need to face the reality if the crude prices are going up we need to pay the extra fuel cost and uh, beyond a point social security is fine uh, free food grains is fine but beyond a point if we keep offering freebies and uh, make uh, free distribution of money a beat uh, uh, you know uh, go loan waiver or anything that is going to take us uh, to the place where sri lanka is now okay so um, i think uh, one of the things i have found is i have tasted tea from many countries uh, ceylon tea that was the name of the brand i used to have that i mean i the last cup i had was probably 30 years old i still remember it it lingers in my mouth they have a very premium quality tea i don't know if that's the same thing that is now marketed under dilma but it's a very very good tea and uh, i'm just trying to see if there is a way you know india like india has probably one of the largest uh, nations to drink tea and uh, you know there's a premium brand that they can probably try and find a niche in india at the same time some things have to be worked out so let's hope for the best major madan we are uh, also we have to cover what is happening in pakistan your view and then we will take maybe five questions tops sorry viewers you've got a lot of good questions but uh, we need to limit the time of this program to a certain uh, period so we will try and do our best to add more questions major madan pakistan i still remember a very famous tweet uh, by our elite citizen robert wadra uh, i think way back in 2012 where he said it's banana republic hmm possibly use it for a wrong country like india that's what exactly has been happening in uh, pakistan now uh through uh, your channel uh, i think uh, channel sir we need to tell uh, the pakistani people what is happening exactly the hate of indians and the hate love for kashmir these two things alone will not take your country anywhere so i'll i'll tell you where uh, this has gone wrong now we know the history of pakistan no pakistani prime minister has ever completed his full term either is dismissed or either he goes on exile or third he is killed or assassinated yes yes assassinated right, right. Uh, you know in place and uh, every time uh, this keeps happening right from uh, mohammad ali jinnah when he was the founding father of pakistan when he took over as governor general and somebody else became the prime minister when 1951 so where does the power lies now the power at the, those times lied with the governor general obviously because jinnah wanted to have uh, this but jinnah also was smart enough to understand that he is the governor somebody else will run the government and for whatever reason there were food shortages and they were they had a setback in uh, 47 war and uh, subsequently they were uh, bleeding they were not growing at a pace which has to grow but later they picked up and they were much faster than india uh, that's history so the power center was one with the governor general later on the governor general became the president then there is a prime minister then there is an army we don't even call armed forces it's predominantly it's primarily the army now there are three power centers 
and uh, this three the weakest one is the prime minister it was always the weakest one is the prime minister and uh, we have uh, the president in later 80s the president got also got weakened and army stood as a you know the most powerful uh, body in, uh, in the political history of pakistan then within army when this so called war on terror started uh, by us and a lot of army uh, the isa in fact was a brainchild of uh, ca when this guys had an alignment with uh, us and its armed forces especially so they had uh, developed a american way of thinking you know, generals out there they think like uh, americans so this guys further had one more power center which is isa so there is a power center within the power so there was competition which was going on and this has been going on as a history now today we had uh, one guy uh, who was a former cricketer who became the prime minister of uh, pakistan so he uh, his election campaign was all about naya pakistan all these families uh, whether nawaz sharif's family or bilawal bhutto bhutto family everybody is corrupt and uh, there's one guy called uh, diesel so there's a third leader who's called as diesel because uh, he takes 10% cut on everything so there's a 10% uh, so he called them chuas the rats so the three rats have spoiled the country i am here i am the messiah i will now give the naya pakistan now naya pakistan was built on uh, two things one is the islamic ideology or basically the islamic pride we are an islamic nation you can clearly see him uh, repeatedly pronouncing certain islamic words wherever he addresses even if he addresses in us or uh, in any forum he would always do that so that's the brand which he wanted to build in but one thing he was a appointed pm by the army and who helped him to win the elections everybody is no knows general nadim was the is his previous isa chief was the one who helped him win the elections so this was going on for 3 years and suddenly uh, the appointed pm became a rebel uh, if you recollect sir last time when we spoke about uh, the isa chief's appointment he said you have to give me choices as a prime minister of the country chief executive i am the person who is going to choose but that doesn't work in pakistan that day finally nadim general nadim came as an isa chief and that's where the friction started so pakistan's uh, deep state the army and isa thought now it's a time to replace this guy so the, all those protest which was controlled by means of uh, uh, judiciary by means of isis by means of their uh, isi gundas whom they directly employed to threaten this politicians and all so that got stopped and the political thing got started brewing so every there are a couple of rallies in islamabad march to islamabad you know caesar all these things were happening and mostly it was funded by isi Uh, there were videos where openly uh, the pakistani forces were giving money to the protesters and they were marching into the thing so it got started uh, heating up when this started he- heating up uh, finally there is a situation where uh, imran khan lands up in russia the day one of the war i remember it's 26th of february right, uh, right, here, right. here to create history and so on so now that really really irritated americans that really irked americans and there was no explanation why was he there he actually played into this big game and uh, with all those fancy uh, dialogues which he said when he came back by then the us was very very clear now this guy is not going to stay 
army uh, irrespective of uh, they played a double role uh, sometimes with the forces sometimes with going against the american forces uh, by giving intelligence to uh, the talibans so said and done they have been groomed and they have slowly moved out from the british way of thinking to the american way of thinking that happened way back in 1970s and that's how the, this is the third generation of uh, officers whom we see in pakistani army now they really never wanted to mess around with uh, america at this point of time because these guys are also going out for a imf bailout imf directly works under uh, us directions we all know and china on the other side has limited their investments 26 projects of cpac has been put on hold many of them have been terminated so there's no much of money coming from china as well chinese are very very smart and uh, shrewd businessmen they are not going to offer any free money at this juncture now there are three things which has happened he goes to the parliament now before entering the parliament when the no confidence motion was uh, presented 140 was his support effectively and 200 was the opposition it clearly says that he loses the no confidence motion all the mps vote for a new uh, prime minister and all likely mariam uh, uh, was supposed to be the the prime minister of uh, pakistan when all these things happened he kept on saying that i am going to play till the last ball all these rats have spoiled the country it is me who have taken the country forward i am not corrupt i live on islamic uh, principles we are islamic nation we have to be great again lot of references came about india look at hindustan they have progressed we were way way ahead of them in 1970s now they have overtaken us the country which was split which was into shabbles bangladesh has also overtaken us so basically is trying to invoke nationalism is trying to invoke religion and is trying to say that i am uncorrupt i am not corrupt i am the only person to save now when this thing was presented the speaker was missing the deputy speaker was there and they invoked article 5 of their constitution which the first one says that every pakistani citizen has to be loyal to its nation that's the first clause and second thing literally says that constitution is everything and then there's an uh, uh, one more clause i think the third one six section 6 i think article 6 that says that if you go against uh, the nation or if your loyalty is not with the nation you can be charged for treason so what he had presented is this is what the googly has been mentioning and to build it up two days before he said the, this is on based on us us wanted does not want me to be here uh, there was a communication i'll show you the letter the letter was never shown then he retracted and then he said foreign powers a lot of foreign powers and then he said us name calling all these things happened it was basically to build up what he has smartly done is uh, the country he is not saying the government is under threat pakistan is under threat from external forces so he tells the speaker now article 5 says you have to be loyal to pakistan which is now the government pakistan is under threat uh, by the by the enemy forces or the foreign forces now because the country is under threat you have to show your loyalty to me to the country which is the prime minister now third one comes because this is a very very serious issue that the country is under uh, foreign threat this no confident motion doesn't hold any value dismiss it so the no confident motion was dismissed and then all this uh, 200 guys uh, who were sitting in opposition was shocked they couldn't uh, find anything they were actually clueless 
and then he went and announced that yeah i'm dissolving the cabinet i'm dissolving the parliament i'm recommending that to be dissolved i'll send it to the president and now i'll face the elections let awam the people common people choose who's the right prime minister who can guide the future now this goes out and then this guys this is purely unconstitutional why because uh, with whatever uh, expertise uh, they call it as a constitution i still am still am clueless but with my limited knowledge this is unconstitutional why because you can call to dissolve a government or you can call to dissolve an uh, uh, you know assembly and even your cabinet before the no confidence motion was moved against you once it is moved you have to prove yourself in the floor of the parliament get your majority done and then if you want you can dissolve your government and you can face the this thing so that's where there is a constitutional violence or a violation of constitution violation is coming right 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 the don uh, they are very reputed newspaper don has right has written a good article about how this entire thing has gone into a mess and how this will set up a wrong precedence in the future now that's one now comes the ball is in the president's court now president immediately sends a letter that that letter is again funny he says writes it to all departments all ministries and all constitutional bodies judiciary so and so so and so uh imran ahmed khan niyazi will not uh, will continue will not will cease to exist as a prime minister of uh, pakistan however he will be a caretaker caretaker prime minister since at still such time we announce an interim uh, prime minister for the state now they have approached the supreme court the supreme court is here and supreme court says in the night whether it is uh, the parliament or whether it is the speaker or whether it is the president all of you come under me so we have the right to say what is right and what is wrong now the actual power center which is the ispr which is the pakistani army now can you imagine a chief of army staff of a nation suddenly going on record and he says that uh, see listen we are good friends with america we are very very good friends with uh, china uh, america is our big biggest uh, export market i don't know really what i really don't know what they export to us and then he also leather goods leather goods <laughs> So, and then he also says that uh, see russia uh, we, we never had a good relation with russia since 1970s the relation has been always cold and uh, there are a couple of uh, changes or positive changes which is happening but however the, the war on ukraine is condemnable the war has to immediately stop now the war has been going on for 3 months it's almost a month plus now you have been keeping mum and your prime minister goes and speaks now the prime minister has taken a clear anti us stand for his political reason and the generals are worried about uh, their own vested interests in terms of their uh, fancy penthouses in us and their properties in us the children study in us so they went down record and said no 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 we, we are actually pro american we believe in america that's our export market blah 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 now we are going now we are not going to mess up in the political thing so ispr gives a goes on record and gives a, a thing in the evening yesterday evening that this is a political development and army would uh, commit to be remaining uh, to remain neutral so we are not going to interfere now why this is happening if you look at what has happened with parvez musharraf and uh, nawaz sharif at those point of time so musharraf declared himself as a president he said the marshal has been in, invoked and the country is in a bad state it's in a state of emergency now i am the messiah i am the ruler of you and then he continued for 8 years now general bajwa doesn't want to do that why because the negotiations in terms of imf bailout 
in terms of uh, loans from uh, emirates and other countries uh, packages from uh, the western nations that becomes a issue when you have a military leader invoking a martial law and be the head of state of a country they really didn't want to get into that number 2 they are still thinking the situation it's not so right that people will think that enough is enough with this politicians army please come and take over the country the situation is not right they want the situation further to deteriorate that's why they are keeping quiet they said whatever president decides is fine the opposition has gone to the uh, supreme court so it's a judicial process let's see so now what will happen is if the judiciary says this is unconstitutional the vote of thanks should have happened so we invoke the martial law so then army takes over now army takes a very very moral sense see we were a political uh, they didn't want to fall into the trap which imran has said that he said look at india their army is independent they are obeying the government there is no military coup there uh, the army is completely a political they do their job now this is a trap set for uh, bajwa now he says he listen we are not part of this political fiasco you guys are not able to rule the country and uh, we are now coming into the picture now we are ruling the country as per the supreme court orders so that's the thing which they uh, really want to do otherwise they would have taken over the government by now imran would have been an excellent any of the uh, gulf countries by now they didn't they really don't want to uh, do that what imran khan had actually thought is when the speaker dismisses this uh, invoking article 5 the opposition will go on a ruckus they will vote against the speaker elect a new speaker and then pass the vote of confidence the vote of confidence happens and then the imran khan government is formally removed but they also did smartly didn't play into that because that's also unconstitutional you can't remove a speaker uh, when the government is already dissolved when the assembly is already dissolved so it's a very very tricky situation it's a kind of a deadlock for them now this guy is building up a sympathy that see i have done my best i wanted to create a naya pakistan i want this islamic state to be the number one we were the role model for you i don't know what all stories he said he said uh, the malaysian prime minister then was his uh, classmate and he said malaysia used to take come and come to pakistan and take lot of lessons and how good is the governance is all about and then he says the uae used to come and uh, uh, look at us uh, how good we are an islamic state we were the number one islamic state now look at where we are now that is because of this family rule and this uh, three rat chua and uh, diesel and 10% commission stories so he wants to face the people with the sympathy that he has been removed by a foreign power so that invokes nationalism second is uh, islam and third is all the story about naya pakistan that i am incorrect whereas opposition is clearly moving into this that this guy has completely gone nuts he doesn't uh, you know uh, listen to the army we had a very very good relation with the army he doesn't relate to the army and in fact he has geopolitized the entire national security by calling out the names of americans uh, so and so so and so so and so and he has also gone uh, bonkers in terms of praising about india and the indian prime minister and so and so 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 that's a kind of uh, thing now eventually this will if i read it right this will eventually fall into uh, the martial law for a brief period of time uh, one more elections will come down why general bajwa really didn't want to move out of his current status now instead of me being in the direct line of uh, fire 
by being the head of this country, which is in such a pathetic state economically, socially, and financially. Let me have a guided democracy. Let me have a puppet in place. This puppet and master system works perfectly. They have learned it from India and they have learned it uh, with their own lessons. So now he wants to continue that. For that, he didn't want to be uh, uh, seen as a face like Parvez Musharraf or uh, the previous generals who, uh, the dictators who ruled Pakistan. Yeah, yeah, Khan and so on. Yeah. This, this entire thing has to ripe, which means more protest, uh, more violence. The country, completely, the country goes uh, into uh, huddle. And then finally, the saviors, the messiahs, the Pakistani army will uh, come and do a guided uh, democracy kind of an arrangement. But they are into serious troubles uh, as we speak. Now, because of this uh, knee-jerk reaction of taking a very, very strong pro-American stand, they are in direct confront with two countries, two our neighbors. One is Russia and one is Iran. And US also is not going to believe them anymore. The IMF bailout, they have called out US ambassador's name. They called out US official's name, Imran Khan. Now this will create, this will give a very, very strong hand for China to defame US and to prove to the world, see, one country has been democratically running. Now, because of US, they have been, they have ruined the democracy. All this, uh, you know, uh, faff about the democracy and we are the guardians of the world's democracy is all false. This is what Western democracy means. And this is what we have been saying for quite some time. So that's going to be the geopolitical complications for uh, Pakistan in future. Wow. I couldn't have uh, found any better commentator from Pakistan uh, to capture the way you've done, Major Madan. Hats off to you. Because I, I really do. I've been watching this for a while. I've been putting out short bits here and there. I've just taken some specific things, pincer-like focus. But your uh, you know, total 360-degree view of where things are headed is absolutely great and spot on because it connects the dots very well. So now let's take some questions. Uh, let's get the questions going, please. We'll try five. And if it goes yeah. beyond 15 minutes, then we will stop there. Let's see. First question. Arun Kumar wants to know, are we expecting a wave of immigrants from Sri Lanka like the one we saw in 1981, not 71? Yeah, 81, 81 is when we were, yeah. So Arun, see, the two things, uh, refugees coming from a war-torn nation is different. There is no war happening there. It is basically an economic crisis. We would expect a reasonable amount of uh, Sri Lankan Tamils coming into uh, India, uh, but it's not going to be at the scale uh, what we saw in 81. Next question, please. Mahindra wants to know, sirs, I would like to hear both your opinions on the recent Sri Lanka nation policy regarding India, where basically they say they want to integrate systems with India. See, they should have done it a long time before. Uh, when you have such a small nation, and, and especially if you're an island, the island nations across the world, if you see, they uh, predominantly they bank on tourism. And tourism is a service industry. It can go wrong anytime. It may, it may slow down due to recession. It may do slow down due to natural calamities. It may slow down due to the things what we saw now, uh, COVID kind of a thing. So it makes better sense for you to have an integrated system with a bigger nation, which is just next to you. Uh, look at Nepal. Look at Bhutan. Like Bhutan doesn't have a military academy. Bhutanese get trained in uh, India. Uh, Bhutan's national security 
the border security is predominantly taken care by India. It's been done for quite some years and there's absolutely, there's no problem. We have been safeguarding that nation. Culturally, uh, socially, they have their own identity. Bhutan is a Hindu nation. They have their own uh, set of uh, laws. I thought Bhutan was Buddhist nation. Uh, sorry, Buddhist nation. They have their own set of uh, laws. So they continue uh, with that. Now, if Sri Lanka uh, has to integrate its system, like telecom, your railways, the bigger nation already has everything. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Uh, especially in uh, infra, uh, your roads and uh, rail, uh, your port management, uh, your telecom, and your uh, security. These four pillars, it costs huge amount of money. It really costs huge amount of money. This is a place where they should have integrated it already. Uh, you, you have your own culture, you run your own country, that's fine. There's four pillars of any nation, the security and uh, the infra and critical infra, strategic infrastructures. I think it makes sense for them to integrate with us. They have realized it late, they, they started doing it now. Next question, please. Sachin Sharma wants to know, isn't China responsible for the agri mess in Lanka? They sent infected fertilizer to Lanka, not once, but several times. And uh, so they had to switch to organic farming instead of fertilizer-based farming. See, Sharmaji, what happened is they stopped import of fertilizer, chemical fertilizers, which is basically urea and DAP. They said that we want organic fertilizer. So that came from China. Whatever infection you see, that's an organic one. So mm. China cannot be blamed for this. Definitely China cannot be blamed for this. The one and the only person or the family need to be blamed is the Rajabaksa's family because they decided to do it. The infected uh, fertilizer is basically the organic one, not the fertilizer, it's not the other way. It's organic one which was sent by China, had a lot of uh, fungal and uh, microbial issues, which kind of, uh, it didn't help uh, this thing. But this decision of going organic was purely uh, the Lankan government's decision. Next question, please. Uh, Harry IITM, I heard that some of our Indian intellectuals advise the Rajapakshas to go full organic. Now these intellectuals can write a thesis for failing. It's not a question. Let's go to the next question, please. What is that great leader Stalin doing? Brahaspatya. See, uh, Mr. M.K. Stalin is a chief minister of a state. This is something to do uh, with national security and geopolitics. State does, have, uh, does not have a direct role in terms of... Uh, uh, national geopolitics or uh, the national policies which government to government uh, it happens but uh, what he has uh, during his Delhi visit what he has said is that we want to help the Lankan Tamil directly uh, please give us permission to do so definitely uh, the union government uh, the central government would not be giving it because it's a nation to nation affair uh, Mr. Lee wants to know did the failed 1986 IPKF incident make ordinary Sri Lankans have a negative impression of India? Yeah, I agree to this. There was a negative impression about uh, India's interference. But that was more, uh, it has to, it, the intervention was needed. But the intervention was done in a hurry. We should have had all the three parties, which is the Lankan government, the Indian government, and the LTT uh, leadership all in one page uh, to make something of this sort happen. It's a peacekeeping mission. Basically, you disarm both sides. You disarm the, the rebels uh, and give them assurance that the, the bigger force, the government will not, uh, you know, kill you or attack you. 
and you also tell the government to slow down and to get them inclusive into the democratic process and you be the center stage to monitor it it was a peacekeeping mission it was never that we never went to fight there in fact the first lot of indian army which went in was with very basic 303 rifles but later due to the political mess and the kind of thing which happened uh, we also need to understand it was done uh, by then prime minister uh, uh, shri rajiv gandhi he was a new leader who just came into power and he was also in a hurry to prove himself he was a young leader uh, coming from a, and he had to really match his mother's legacy you know who had one 1971 war and such as supposed to be a very very strong leader so that political compulsion actually uh, made this kind of a thing into a mess and eventually we paid the price uh, so it's like everybody lost it everybody lost it the ldt also lost it the sri lankan government also lost it and in fact we also had a reasonable loss in that uh, operation next question please abhishek singh wants to know kerala fm says center to stop aggressive globalization policy as to learn from sri lanka your thoughts it is just the opposite of what he says globalization and if we say we are globalizing it what is his atmanirbhar bharat is all about we are saying make here and everything cannot be made here like aircraft it has got a lot of technical stuff if you want to make everything in india it is not possible even even the f35 has got sizable amount of 30 40% components coming from other countries so the, the current government says that make in india which basically means you drive employment and uh, you drive you reduce your imports so that you close in your trade deficit with uh, two major nations uh, one is china and one is us and you also make this an economic hub because we have a sizable what is the biggest power of india is the human capital we are in uh, working hours and working age is good so we have a lot of population who can really pump in this comes in you know in a cycle once in 6 and 7 years it happens so we need to capitalize it so globalization uh, as sri lanka is not a bad example of globalization in a way sri lanka suffered one point i failed to uh, cover in this is the highest amount of public holdings they were holding n number of psus look at uh, lankan airlines or air lanka and compare it with indian airlines till uh, last year we were paying a loss of 35000 crore who will pay the loss the government has to pay the loss because government owns the air india now we disinvested it we gave it to a private operator who knows the subject who is an expert and they have they know the how to do the business now when air india if tomorrow goes on loss it will be the company's pnl it is not on the exchequer but sri lanka never did it sri lanka had the government had everything on its own right from uh, a milk company to what not they, they, everything was run by the government this is a classical example of the government running the private institutions the government running the institutions like soviet and then eventually it falls because when the when the when the particular organization runs into loss who will have to cover the loss it's the government how the government will cover the loss it is by uh, you know paying the tax money it's diagonally opposite i don't know what uh, in what perspective i said it is diagonally opposite next question please truth what is the future of pakistan and india relationship see unless or until pakistan uh, establishment both the army and the government come out of this mindset of uh, anti india uh, the hate on india and the love on kashmir 
their entire politics has been going on uh, for quite some time now in this if they don't come out of this india will have to see pakistan as a nuisance i would not call them enemy they have to call it as a nuisance we also need to see that they are nuclearly armed it weak pakistan is fine for us but politically instable pakistan is not a good thing for us to celebrate we need to have uh, at least whom will you talk with you need to have a reasonable government or a thing to even it may be a dictator that's fine so we will have the relation will be in the current state or it may further deteriorate if something like mumbai 2611 happens but it is not going to go further it is not going to develop or we may have free trade packs or you know suddenly we become bye bye that's not going to happen until pakistanis uh, the establishment comes out of this mindset get the people out of this mindset of this two nation theory anti india mindset hate against indians and the love for kashmir if this doesn't solve it's not going to take uh, pakistan india relation anywhere I think that's it for now. Thank you so much, Major Madan Kumar, and uh, viewers. Stay tuned. We may have Major again shortly if uh, some you know breaking events happen in Sri Lanka or in Pakistan. Thank you once again. Thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk to us. Almost an hour's time we have taken up of yours. Thank you. Namaskar. Thank you, sir. Namaskar. Jain. Jain.